Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, Rizwan here from Anime Secrets and Toku Secrets. Um, we're coming at you today with a podcast of very interesting proportions uh, from Twitter. So, over the last couple of days, fans have been asking Simon Bennett, the head writer for Dino Fury and soon-to-be Cosmic Fury, a lot of questions about um, the state of Power Rangers, uh, why do we do things in a certain way, um, was stuff filmed at this location or that location, just, you know, general fan questions. Well, one question in particular has kind of spurred a lot of conversation on Twitter, and I thought it'd be cool to get the Toku Secrets cast to kind of weigh in and discuss it, give the pros and cons and all that good stuff. Um, but before we get too much ahead of ourselves, let me do a quick intro, because I'm not here alone. I have Nathan and uh, Anthony, so if y'all want to say hi real quick. That's not quick. What's up, guys? Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're there, right? I'm not talking to myself. Y'all didn't, like, <laughs> leave me all of a sudden? <laughs> well, I was waiting for, for Nathan to say something, so I was like, okay, let, let him go first, and then I'll say something afterwards. Yeah, I, I was like, I know it's my first time in forever leading one of these podcasts, but God, guys, was I doing that badly? <laughs> Nah, I was bad on that. That was badness on my part. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now that we've done our quick uh, intro of the cast that's here tonight, um, the question on everyone's mind in Toku Twitter, why is it that Dino Fury has had less unmorphed civilian fight scenes against the, um, against, like, the uh, foot soldiers of the bad? And Simon Bennett gave a pretty good answer to why from a logistic standpoint. Um, the, the quick and dirty answer is if he dedicates more time towards the Rangers and unmorphed civilian fights, then we're detrimentally affecting production in that we're not able to have um, more Ranger content like the Rangers morphed into their battles and their plot development. And when they're filming, the other crew that's out, that they have, they have two crews, the other crew will have to default to do more side gags or things with like the Buzz Blast uh, crew in terms of Dino Fury or like Victor and Monty and Ninja Steel, for example, or Ben and Betty from Beast Morphers. So they get more screen time. And that, those kind of scenes, while they're funny and they're good for the kids, they kind of detract from the story. And that's something, at least our, our group here on Toku Secrets, we've been saying for years, we don't truly care about some of the side characters we've gotten lately. I mean, yeah, there have been some good ones, but um, some of that time could have been used for more plot development and character development. So I, I personally agree with... with that answer and I can respect it. But there's been a lot of backlash, a lot of discussion, and 
I figured it'd be best to have a good open campfire t- discussion about it. And I know Nathan has um, some history he wants to give on the unmarked civilian fights. So I'm going to hand it over to Nate and uh, let him go with it. Yeah, so to kind of, um, first off, I don't even know what people are talking about. Like they're all of a sudden making a big deal about there not being any civilian fights. Because the funny thing is, is that like, I mean, I've been looking through all this, and so so here's how um, here's how kind of like um more fights kind of started and then evolved over time. So for the entire Zordon era, there were um more fights. Um, I would probably say that like if you're watching a Mighty Morphin season one episode, there's like a ninety percent chance there's going to be an um more fight there. Um, you know. Uh, and, you know, early episodes, it was like, you know, kind of sillier stuff, like, oh, haha, they're fighting in a, they're fighting on a playground, and they, like, use the swing set to, like, hit a putty or something like that, or, oh, Billy's running away, and he, like, goes down a slide to, like, evade one of the putties, haha, <laughs> funny, funny. Um, but then, like, by the middle of the season, and especially when they were using the GU2 footage, it was a little bit more, like, you know, straight-up martial arts, you know, which made sense, because all six of the original actors had martial arts training or in a David Yost and Navy Joe Johnson's case, it was more of a, of a gymnastics training. Um, so, you know, they were a little bit more physically equipped. Um, they, they still did it in season two. Uh, there weren't any unmarked fight scenes against the Tengas in season three, unless you want to count their Ninja Ranger mode as unmorphed. Like, it's kind of one of those weird things between ranger mode and civilian mode, if you know what I mean. Uh, they no one more fights in Zio, as far as I can remember, which made sense because they were trying to. They kind of established that the Cogs are a little bit more difficult foot soldiers, although Vulcan Skull got a unmorphed fight scene against the Cogs, but they're not rangers, so they're always unmorphed. Um, yeah. uh, Chobo, they did it a lot. Um, even when the new team took over, they did it in in space a little bit. I think um, I, I can remember at least one scene when they fought Quatrons unmorphed. Um, yep. Beyond the first episode, I believe is what you mean, right? Yeah. You mean uh, I mean you mean the third episode, right? Yeah. Uh, they didn't do um, now. At this point, starting with Lost Galaxy, they've started to kind of hire actors that are not um, as physically trained in martial arts as the original actors were, so Unmore fights aren't nearly as common. I don't remember any Unmore fights in... um, I I remember one or two in Lost Galaxy, but it wasn't really... It was more of like the Rangers struggling. same with Lightspeed Rescue, you know, like you had them fighting Unmorphed in the first episode where they struggle, and then when they're struggling in the last episode. Um, Eric gets a couple of Unmorphed fight scenes in Time Force, which makes sense because Eric, because uh, Dan Southworth is also a stunt actor when he's not, uh, when he's not actually acting. Um, no Unmorphed scenes in Wild Force outside of the first episode. I mean, no, uh, final episode. Um, now, Umbor fights were brought back in Disney, but there's a catch to it. The Disney era was infamous for having a lot of civilian powers, so 
the Unmore fights aren't there to show up all these cool martial arts. It's more so that they can apply special effects. And this is especially the case. It, it not so much in Ninja Storm. There's um, there's like maybe one or two Ninja Storm Unmore fights. Very common in Dino Thunder SPD. Um, but again, you know, they add special effects. So like you know, Connor uses his super speed. Uh, you know, um, Jack can walk like can you know walk through walls to attack. Crybots and Sky can put up force fields. Um, uh, there wasn't much in Mystic Force. They did it all the time in Operation Overdrive, but again, you know, they have civilian powers. I will say that I think the Unmore fights were a little bit better choreographed in Dino Thunder because, I mean, they were still physical martial arts and they didn't use their civilian powers all that much. And hell, in Ethan's case, uh, it's still martial arts. You're just adding some effects to his punches, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, yeah. it, it, it was pretty bad in, a, in um, Operation Overdrive, though, because, like, you know, these actors aren't really well-trained. Uh, um, you know, the green screen effects, like when Mac is picking up something really heavy, is terrible. Uh, you know, you have to have laser sound effects every time Dax jumps up into the air, because that's what Power Rangers was doing. Like, like, by the time Mystic Force came out, action scenes in Power Rangers in general were just, when it was original footage, were just terrible, because they always added laser sound effects every time the Rangers punched someone. It was just... I thought it was kind of hilarious, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. And from and like, the... I don't know if people don't like it, but I think it's more interesting, though. Yeah. One thing to kind of throw in there... Um... I personally think SPD had better fight scenes than Dino Thunder in terms of, like, unmorphed civilian fights. Um, yeah, I think SPD's actions was pretty good. I think the only one that really suffered badly from the civilian power special effects was Operation Overdrive. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at it, like, I've been watching clips the last two days on Twitter because literally everyone in Toku Twitter has been posting their favorite unmorphed civilian fight scenes. And the trend I'm noticing here really kind of drives home your point, Nathan. It's all SPD. It's all Dino Thunder. A little bit of Ninja Storm. Not a single Operation Order clip I've seen yet. And I have not seen many from the Zordon era. So I think, in my opinion, I mean, at least in part, I think the complaint might also have to do with the civilian powers that have been missing since Operation Overdrive, I think. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so kind of looking back at it historically, you have three real eras, well, four eras of um, the civilian fight scenes. So in the Zordon era up until like, I'll give it until Lightspeed or Time Force, honestly. Because there were a couple of uh, more uh, civilian scenes that I found, but those were more focused on getting kids excited about martial arts and being active and getting out there and learning karate, whatever. And I mean, look, when I was a kid, I knew everyone had watched Power Rangers. Like after the first couple episodes, we all started saying. I want to do that. I want to learn karate. That was the motivation 
for a lot of kids in my age group back then to learn martial arts is because they thought I'm Power Rangers. But and in Mighty Morphin's case, they were literally like they almost kind of turned it into a montage because they had three songs that they made specifically for fight scenes. And I remember this because I had like three Mighty Morphin tapes where they had music videos for those songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three songs yep. were Fight, We Need a Hero, and Five for One. Yeah, so. exactly. And I mean, so when we go on to the next era after that, we enter Disney. And yeah, they have most of the seasons, excluding, I think, two or three, that have uh, civilian powers. Ninja, uh, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD Overdrive. RPM didn't have it. Uh, Mystic Force, they were magical, so I mean, they don't really need to have a civilian power to go with it. They already had magic. Um, Not Jungle Fury, either. Yeah, Jungle Fury no, didn't have yeah, it, either. Yeah, they, they just had spirits, but, that, but that's just... They had... They, it doesn't really count as power, because it's like... It's they already they had that in, They could do that in Ranger form, too, so it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, those are that's the other era, like the civilian powers. Then when we go back to Saban and the second ownership phase of Neo Saban, um, we have some unmarked civilian fight scenes. I mean, I clearly remember Troy in a couple of scenes where he had some unmarked fights, and definitely with Dino Charge because um, Coda and Tyler their actors actually have a lot of background in acrobatics and martial arts. So they were all about doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, the, I think the production team and the producers of those seasons play to the skill set of the actors that they brought in and let them do it. But for the most part, the, the formula started changing a little bit. We didn't have civilian <laughs> powers. And we didn't have a cast of people that were well-known for doing martial arts or caring about martial arts. They were more regular kids than anything else. And they weren't teenagers with attitude. They were just teenagers at this point. And the message here is more... They're trying to relate these characters back to the kids more and say, hey, these are normal everyday kids that were given a chance to do something extraordinary. Go for it believe that you can be one of them. Um, and I, I think as you progress into Hasbro, yeah, I mean, there's some pretty cool fight scenes with Beast Morphers that I remember with, uh, crap, what is Jacqueline's character name? Zoe? Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. Yeah, I, remember, I remember a pretty good fight scene with her and um, uh, Devin. They were, you know, fighting and trying to uh, fend off the uh, foot soldiers. So, I mean, they had it, but it wasn't as prominent. It wasn't as much of a focus. So, I think the last was... season to have prominent on um, more fights, oddly enough, was uh, RPM. Uh, RPM had a lot of on yeah. more fights. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, now to be fair, their on more fights weren't always the best because, unfortunately, it had a lot of shaky cam and all those on more fights. But, yeah. It's still on more fights, and it's cool. And none of them had civilian powers. So yeah. Now, one thing to kind of note here: Nathan and I have seen everything that's been released in Canada for Dino Fury up until now. 
So for the record, that'll be up until episode 17, um, Things Unspoken. But I'm going to throw out a blanket ban on us talking about anything specifically that happened in Dino Fury Season 2, Part 2. Just so that we don't have to put any spoiler disclaimer at the beginning of this video, because we don't need to. But with that said, I do want to address the specific concern that is being brought up on Twitter by the fans to Simon here. Yes, we've had very few unmorphed civilian fight scenes in Dino Fury, but the thing that we have to all remember and understand this is probably one of the best Ranger seasons we've had, period. Um, the, the, the stories, the character development, the, the things they're doing, it's all been hitting home in a really good way. Um, I've gone from being a hype little kid again, watching some episodes, to literally bawling, well, not bawling my eyes out, but, like, definitely kind of, you know, emotion-filled, got tears in my eyes kind of thing that I haven't had since maybe Kendrick's dying in Lost Galaxy or the Time Force finale, but it's been a while since they've really pulled those emotional heartstrings. And I have to believe part of the reason we're able to experience this kind of charged emotional stuff is because Simon and his crew are catering and tailoring Dino Fury more towards building the Power Ranger lore, creating a good cast of characters, giving them something to work with, giving them all something that we can kind of feel for them about. At this point, I mean, without saying too much again, I, I feel something for five of the six Rangers at this point. That's not something I've been able to say in quite some time. And if that's the if that's what it means for unmore fight scenes to be kind of limited and only brought out when necessary to the story, like Simon said, then I'm all for it. We shouldn't pretend like there's like there's not any good seasons that don't have prominent Umor fights. I mean, like I said, like you could count the number of Umor fights in Time Force on one hand. Yeah. And Time Force is one of the best seasons out there. Mm. And I mean, I think In Space is the other one that doesn't have as that many. So Yeah, I, I definitely second what Riz said. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing that I kind of want to comment here, I get that Simon Bennett has made himself available on Twitter to answer questions. He's been entertaining the fans and giving the behind-the-scenes info as he can without breaking NDA. And he's done a phenomenal job. He's answered so many cool questions, given us a lot of info that I found was really cool about the development of Donna Fury and what he is saying for Cosmic Fury without saying anything. I'm excited. He's doing great work. And he's doing a great job catering to us in the fan community by even doing this. He doesn't have to get on Twitter. He doesn't have to get on the forums and start giving information out. He could be locked up in a Hasbro 
and just do what he wants and not worry about what the fans are saying on Twitter and social media. But he's there, he's talking, he's trying to engage with us. So honestly, it's in our best interest as a fandom to not go off and attack him like that. I mean, I've seen a I've seen a person out there that said Simon uh, should be used to this kind of thing because I, in my job, I get criticized for everything that I do. And I'm like, yes, we all get criticized in our jobs for doing the work we do. And, you know, there's a certain standard we have to be held to for any job, not just production of a TV show, but anything really. I mean, engineering, uh, science, teaching, they all have a standard. But the difference is when you're probably getting critiqued at your job, you're not being insulted and bullied. You're being given constructive criticism and feedback to help you grow and develop yourself. Not just, you took away our own more fight scenes. You suck. Why are you doing this to us? You're hurting the fandom so much and all that kind of stuff. That's, to me, that's garbage. It's not garbage. Yes. I mean, would you rather have, I mean... Just for this question, guys, I mean, would you rather have Bruce Callis, a.k.a. the guy who literally didn't do anything to fight Disney when they were constantly stripping away from the show to the point where they didn't want to give him funding to money to hire an actor to play the Omega Ranger? So he said, okay, I'll just make him a ball of light and give him a voice actor. Or, you know, the same guy who... Didn't try to fight Disney when he was when they were cutting the funding for the episodes. Like Simon Bennett is doing a lot more for Power Rangers than honestly I would say these last few executive producers. Like Bruce Kalish, like I mean, okay, he gave us some good stuff, but he was too he showed way too much deference to Disney, which is not a good thing because Disney did not care about the show. And then you have Jonathan Zacker, who was so lazy that he literally just decided to copy the Sentai note for note. Like, we don't real. I don't think people realize what they have with Simon Bennett. Yeah. Like, he's not perfect, but he's trying new things. Can we just not say so many hurtful things about him? Like, come on, guys. Like, Let's not turn like, into can, one of those types of fandoms. Like, you can disagree with them, but, like, just don't be, like, you know, an a-hole, basically. Yeah, and I mean, look, I understand tradition. I understand that we had this brand Bible that dictates how things have been done in the past. But times are changing. This is not the time to be clutching to the past and only wanting that because you're going to start sounding like the Star Wars fandom. Oh, we want more of the original trilogy. You get the original trilogy and the pre uh, sequels. Oh, I hate this. I want the uh, more stuff like the prequels. But Jesus told me a little while ago you hate the prequels. No, but I want more of that now. Like, you're never going to be happy no matter what they do. Y you have to just appreciate that we have 30 years of a franchise that quite honestly, me looking at this from a critical technical standpoint, should not have gone beyond the Zordon era. It should have died long ago because of how bad things were getting for them. But they pulled out a really strong franchise that 
will probably go on well after we're, you know, our time. Yep. And I mean, Hasbro, I think, understands what they've got themselves into. And they are doing stuff different. And the things they're doing different, it's helpful. I mean, we have our first LGBTQ plus couple, and they're amazing, and they're doing great. I mean, that was never done before now. We're, we're getting characters that are more relatable. It's not just cookie cutter, um, like we had with Neo Saban with the Megaforce cast. I mean, Troy and the rest of that group really had no personality um, to speak of. They were kind of monotone. They were kind of boring. And that's not because of the actors. That's because of bad writing by Saban. All they cared about was making the toy sales. But mm. reading on Twitter and seeing Simon Bennett go off about like how um, he wants to do right by the franchise. He wants to give a good story. That's super freaking rare to have from something like this. I mean... He could easily just say, oh, we have Sentai footage. We have a Sentai plot. Let's just cookie cutter and not worry about it and just sell the toys and make money. But I think he understands this franchise fans multiple generations of people. Yeah, the target audience on paper is kids, you know, age kindergarten until whatever. But he's recognizing that the older fans like the three of us here, and I'm sure a lot of you out there listening to us, we're not here for the kitty things that we got in Ninja Steel with the Monty Victor fart soaps. We're here for substance. We're here for more lore. We're here to expand what we grew up with. And quite frankly, part two has delivered all of that and much more than I expected. Um, when we released the embargo on it, and I can talk more freely outside of a podcast that is tagged spoiler, I'm going to do another rant where I can explain my, myself better about that. But dear God, I mean, once, once it comes down to Netflix and y'all see what he's done, y'all, I have not been this excited about the franchise in years, probably close to a decade. Yeah. I'm I'm just being honest. I mean, I've I've grown up from August 28th, 93, with Day in a Dumpster until now. I've been a fan nonstop. Um, I haven't been excited in quite some time because things have been stale. They've been dull. But these guys are bringing in a fresh of breath air now. Yeah, I can definitely second what Bruce is saying because I've also seen the episodes he's talking about. Yeah. And I plan on watching the rest of these, uh, those next two whenever I get a chance. Yeah. So, I know they're out. Do you guys talk about beforehand or or like I'm just like, just didn't check the chat when I had a chance? Wait, what? Like, you guys talking about, talking about the episodes beforehand, like, or was like, or were, I just didn't read the messages earlier. You didn't read the messages in our group chat earlier, bro. <laughs> That's probably what happened, yeah. We've been, we've been chatting about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But that's neither here nor there. But um, I think I'm going to close the podcast here with a heartfelt, sincere thank you to Simon and the crew of Dino Force, uh, Dino Fury. Wow, I'm that was a slip. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast. Um, I I didn't get to go to PMC this year. I regret it heavily. But watching the YouTube clips of the cast and the production team out there at PMC talking, interacting with the fans. We're very blessed to have such a loving cast that care for the franchise and for the fans and they want to give back so much. I mean, I've seen clips of uh, Hunter Dino at Marficon literally getting excited that two of her fans got engaged at PMC. Like, she couldn't stop squealing over how excited she was. Uh, same with, uh, I think her name was Tessa, Izzy's uh, actress. Yes, Tessa, yeah. Um, they were both excited. The Beast Morpher cast, I mean, they were, they were so cool to watch interaction with fans, and they were down to earth. They're not stuck up. They're not, they're not there to flaunt that they're rangers they're there to celebrate that they were part of this legacy and all of these different groups in the last couple of years they're all the same dinosaurs cast beast morphers megaforce they all have a fantastic cast that love the fandom and they keep giving back as much as they can when they can and that's rare to say that i mean you don't see us saying that for Star Wars. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill does his thing every now and then, but they're not as invested as these guys are in their franchise, in my opinion. So I, I want to close with a sincere thank you to all the different people who make this possible for us. Absolutely. I also extend my thanks to them. Um, so thanks for listening in. This has been episode... 58, I believe, of Toku Secrets. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Um, you can also find our podcast for download at animesecrets.org. And we will be signing off now. We hope you guys all have a great night, day, afternoon, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. And we hope you guys all enjoy and made a power protect y'all. Have a good night. <laughs>